Hello and welcome to Q&A Quest episode 125. I'm your host, Mike Caps, a.k.a. the only person who gets sick in the middle of freaking summer. And with me as always. Uh, if I never write another recycler review again, it'll be too soon. Grandma Master, David McCartney. And calling in from Japan, the guy who's pretty much immune to every childhood-born or child-born illness on the planet at this point, apparently. Well, that's not fair. <laughs> hey, uh, you work with kindergartners for 10 years. See how your immune uh, system is. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. So, yeah, Michael Baker over here, yes. I've also got immunity from uh, from diseases on different continents, which is also powerful. But do you mm. have diplomatic immunity? Probably not. Okay. I don't feel like that. No, different. it never works like that anyway. Yeah. Okay, uh, it's been a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, we had, uh, what did we have? Why did we skip a week? You were away. Uh, I was away. Sick. <laughs> uh, I was away, and then we had to punt on our usual recording day because of reasons. We'll yes. go with reasons. Um, so yeah, but we're back, um... There's uh, guys left a lot of questions, like a lot of questions. So, I mean, no complaints. <laughs> I'll complain. No, I'm not really gonna complain. Oh yeah, I don't know if any. Now I'm curious if anyone asked us about the new switch revisions. The light switch. The light switch, as well as the minor, like not a new model update, but an update to the motherboard oh, yeah, of the. That... The one that gives it, like, a closer to nine-hour battery life. <laughs> Which, you know, that's a pretty good upgrade. Yeah, uh, it's, it's pretty sweet. It's just, like, uh, not what the crazy people wanted, obviously. I feel like it's, it's one of those things where they made a good decision, because I feel like it's a choice that they made where it's, like, they wanted to make sure that people who had already bought a Switch would not feel like they had been penalized for having done so. <laughs> Yeah, hmm. makes sense. So, but yeah, both of those look nice. Uh, I don't know. Uh, this was a question I actually just wanted to pose to Gaijin as someone who doesn't own one. Do you find the Switch Lite compelling? Or... Um, well, I mean, since I do most of my gaming portably anyway... Mm-hmm. So I'd probably be putting it into a carry case and in my backpack half the time anyway. Um, I could see myself just getting one, sure. But at the same time, I really do like the idea of the detachable controllers for the original. Mm -hmm. And um, just thinking ahead to the future of playing with other people. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. 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 So... The dual nature is pretty damn sweet, I must say. Yeah. And, yeah. and also thinking ahead to, okay, how far will the original version's price drop second-hand now that there's a new version coming out? Especially with the revision of the original version where people might uh, try to ditch their original launch models for the new one. Yep. Exactly. So um, <laughs> since I don't, since I have... Um, let's see. Ha, when was the last time I bought it? I think the last actual game machine I bought new was my DS. Original. Oh, wow. Just because there there was a like a week week to two week or week and a half to two week waiting period. 
to get one of those things back in 2005. I mean, I had Fever to go to struck. the game store and sign up and reserve a one. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, I mean, I met, got my 3DS secondhand, but still early enough that I was able to sign it up for the ambassador program. Nice. Best of both worlds. Yep, yep. Which is why I still have a couple Game Boy Advance games on it. Um, and the Vita was definitely secondhand. Um, the PlayStation was secondhand and significant price drop because they just put out a new larger memory version. So nice. Yep. And I mean, and also the Super Famicom way back when that really should not be a question of whether it was new or not. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, um, honestly, but I would like to get one in the future. I do not know which one I would get. I think it really depends on what deal I can get for it. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. And how much I would really like to play, for example, Secret of Mana with real multiplayer. That collection is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me. I need to send you that collection. I need to reconfirm my address with you, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Do I just know, thinking... are you sending the American collection? Or... Uh, the, the Japanese one, which I imported. Oh, that you don't need anymore. Okay. Right. It has become redundant. I still can't believe we got that. That's so bizarre. Yeah, yeah, I don't. It's weird things are happening. Speaking of which, Yokai Watch 4, which I'll only men- mention briefly since I actually talked about it a lot last episode, but it's uh, strange that right after it came out in Japan. Right after it came out in Japan, it's been announced for America. It's it weird is, how it moved. It had like a normal release cycle, which is very strange for Yokai Watch. The exact opposite of everything that's ever happened with the series <laughs> over here. So, well, okay, cool. You can you can be deeply upset by bicycles again. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of level five stuff, uh, what, what the heck was I don't remember. Something what, else? No, I, I was just gonna say I was watching something on TV and I saw a commercial for the uh, Inazuma Eleven anime on uh, Disney XD. <laughs> Still airing that? I think they In just runs. I think they just started airing it here. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, which which season of the series? I don't know. I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine they're dipping all the way back into the mid-off series. I mean, because I've got a theme song ringing through my head, but I also know that that one was from literally ten years ago. That theme song might also have just been arbitrarily changed for the U.S. version as I, well. I have a feeling it's something newer too. It just looks newer. Or... Yeah. You can kind of tell, like, mid to late 2000s digital animation, so. I guess they announced an Inazuma 11, like, a billion recently. Okay, the most recent anime is called Inazuma 11 Ares. That might be it. How does Level 5 produce so much stuff? They're basically, like, they are... And a company whose existence at this point is built on, like, trying to make Pokemon-like franchises. Not necessarily in terms of substance, but in terms of, like, how they interact cross-media. I mean, yeah, they've been doing cross-media stuff since before 2007. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. I mean, which, if I remember right, 2007 is when they actually managed to buy the naming rights to the soccer stadium in Fukuoka City. <laughs> Let's wow. see, because like, yeah, because their early stuff was like, I think their very first game was Dark Cloud on PS2. Yeah, Dark Cloud, and then they got attention in the attention in the industry for Dragon Quest VIII. Yeah. yeah. Um, sure. That, yeah, got, I mean, they did Little Battlers. They had Yokai Watch, Inazuma Eleven, um, Nino Kuni, which was again notable for who they partnered with on that one. Yeah, didn't they announce and a Nino the Kuni movie 3? for it too? So. Um. Oh yeah, and the original what? Yokai Watch is coming to Switch for reasons. Wait, what? Yes. I didn't hear about this. Yes. Why? Why uh, not? Uh, yeah, why not? But also, my random theory was maybe it's like the remnants of the port of that game to mobile phones that never actually got released. That feels that would make sense. Weird. Yeah. Like, are they remaking it? Is this, have we seen any of it? I don't, I, I don't think so. Hmm. Part of, me, part of me wishes that they'd go back and actually do Ushiro. Too. Oh, yeah, that was cute. That was a neat idea. Yeah. Yeah, one of the short list of games I know of, or I definitely know the titles of and know details of and know that they never existed. <sighs> Sadly. Yeah, I don't I don't know that it fits their corporate profile at this point. Like, when they were making Ushiro, their output was still a little more diverse, but... Mm-hmm. Now they're very much like the we make a billion different like cross media children's RPGs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the snack world. I was gonna oh, say, gosh, when are we when are we gonna get snack, snack world? world? When is that happening? I don't uh, know because I mean you'd think with the American food culture it'd be a perfect match. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're concerned about localizing what kind of flavors Snack World has. Oh, uh, it's like somebody's going to attack him for using umami. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's going to be like, what the hell is manju? Yeah. Oh, no, just go with the Pokemon route and say they're donuts. These donuts are delicious. Or a gato in the case of Diamond Pearl. That reminds me of like my favorite freaking thing I've ever seen someone do as an April Fool's joke in the past few years, which was just like a like cooking youtube channel that was just like we're gonna we're gonna prepare food we see in like tv shows and such and like one of it's just like i'm gonna make brock's donuts from pokemon and then like the next day it turns out they're not donuts so let's make some onigiri <laughs> <laughs> yep oh man okay let's All we right. can probably hit a question though uh, <clears throat> question the first uh, which question the first are we taking? Are I have no the idea. Section? Are uh, we taking the comment section or the Discord? I guess you should decide that beforehand. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Uh, from the comments. Are the two of you with a Switch getting Fire Emblem Day 1? If I can find a way to afford it. Uh, yeah, I am for sure. Because I've been binging on Fire Emblem Fates in preparation. So I'm ready to go. Yeah, like, all of the pre-release hype has really gotten to me, and, like, I was already interested, so... If I can if I can swing Fire Emblem Three Houses, I'll be getting Fire Emblem Three Houses. Speaking of which, 
Part one that, house. That was <laughs> that was from Buddha. I I don't yeah. know. Uh, uh, f- this is from J Scarp. Uh, Fire Emblem announced a DLC plan that isn't quite as excessive as some recent entries. Wasn't all of the Fates DLC put together like twice the cost of the game? Yeah, but it was all unnecessary too. But that's that's that's. that's I'm there's, gonna, there's like yeah. there's like three parts to this point because one, are you counting Revelation as a DLC? Because it kind of was. Yeah. Which really balloons the price, but it's also an entire campaign. Unless you got uh, the special edition and you had them all in the same car. Yes, I know. Congratulations, <clears throat> Wheels. Um, <laughs> but, like, aside from that, it's like, there's there's always, like, I, I see this attitude a lot, and I've literally never understood it, which is to look at the sum total cost of getting all of the DLC and complaining about that. And it's like, I don't care about these costumes. My experience was not cheapened by not having these costumes. (laughs) So, like, when people are like, there's, like, $300 worth of costumes, it's like, yeah, you don't buy all of them. You buy the ones that look neat to you, and a lot of times that means none of them. (laughs) It's nice to have options. It's one of those things where it's, like, people getting... Like, I was... So, cross sidebar, there was... So, Bloodstained Ritual and I just came out... uh, that game is very good. I recommend it wholeheartedly. I've 100%ed it by now. Um, but the point is, they did a survey uh, asking people what kinds of like costume DLC they would be interested in and what they would consider a fair price point for a costume pack to be. And the most baffling first response I saw was someone saying, don't make too many of these. Don't go to the dark side. It's like, dude, just don't buy them. Just don't buy them. You don't have to buy them. You got a complete game already. <laughs> like, that game is already stuffed to the brim with content. I will spend months finishing all of the extra things I can do in it. Complaining that you didn't also get the 3D wireframe costume for free is very silly. Yeah, a little bit. But people gotta complain sometimes. And I will fight them every time. <laughs> it's like they gotta complain about stuff they didn't know existed until three days ago. How could this have happened? Who kept this from me? Whose footprints are these? But yeah, the actual question that Jay Scarp was asking was uh, this DLC plan stretches well into next year. What are your thoughts on DLC plans that have story content coming out for RPGs a year after it launches? I mean, it used to be called an expansion pack. <laughs> yeah. Like, they that that's not a new concept. It's just new in that, like, developers announce their intent to do it before the game is out. Whereas back in the day, you would get an expansion pack a year later, and you would sort of expect one to happen, and you'd be kind of surprised if it didn't. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, the the content rollout plan, like, the other thing is that it's hard to make a game stick in people's minds for as long if, they, if you haven't announced your intentions. But I mean... Nintendo published RPGs also have a really good track record with DLC campaigns at this point. I mean, like, I'm Mm -hmm. casting about for uh, relevant examples, and the first thing that comes up is Xenoblade 2 Torn of the Golden Country, which is, by all accounts, excellent. So, I mean, I'm excited that there will be more of what is, by all accounts, a very, very good Fire Emblem game. Yeah, that's (laughs) fine by me. And, I mean, I look at the 
Awakening and Fates, and I bought like none of that DLC, and it affected me not at all. So, another way of looking at it is that like Three Houses already has three separate campaigns, which by all accounts are all at least forty hours long. Yeah, you aren't being short shortchanged by this DLC by this product. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. And uh, yada yada, judgment is good or something. I'll, yes. I'll fight you. <laughs> Let's put in an obligatory judgment mention here. In light of how awesome judgment is, it is. Uh, can you think of some other genre mashup for an RPG series that would create a great spinoff? So I guess we would need to look at like games with enough of a specific identity around their gameplay that you would have to that you would notice it had been mashed up with something unrelated. So Final Fantasy doesn't count. (laughs) Uh, Judgment represents how much Yakuza is in a unique space where you can make an identifiable spinoff by just taking Kamarocho and having someone else walk around it. (laughs) But... Which, you know, like the addition of detective elements is a really neat one that I think adds a lot in part because you're so familiar with that space. And I'm trying to think of anything that has like something that you could latch on to that well. Well, what if we did something, let's say, made like a third person shooter and made that third person shooter take place in a familiar location to a really big RPG? And use one of the most popular secondary characters from said RPG. I think that would make for a magical experience. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yes. And we could even call it, um, I don't know, Dirge of Cerberus, I think would be a good name. I can't believe that you would bring that up as a good idea. <laughs> Like, I feel like FF7 is one of those ones where, like, since you can just set it in Midgar and have things happen, <laughs> you can do FF7 spinoffs in the same way you can do FF10 spinoffs. Like, <laughs> the setting is interesting <laughs> enough and underexplored enough that you can do that. Yeah, but you'd have to at least make an effort to have everything look good. Yeah. Yeah. And not just, like, blocky square extra dungeons. Now I'm just remembering freaking uh, the cell phone Dirge of Cerberus, Dirge of Cerberus Lost Chapter, which uh, plays exactly how that description sounds. <laughs> Don't play it. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to think of other like because otherwise you get franchises like Shin Megami Tensei where it's basically less that you're making spinoffs and more just that it's a weird giant meta franchise <laughs> can't wait for someone to reboot Ronde still uh, might I mean, be the ugliest video game I've ever seen well such is the cyclical nature of the world I mean, you could probably fit this very well into the basic philosophy of Megaten. True, true. No, I just, I just want to look at uh, some screenshots of this video game again. Because, oh boy. Uh, 
If you've never seen it before, listeners, go to Hardcore Gaming 101 and put in and go to the uh, SMT article, and you will eventually find Ronde. And it is, who oh boy, it is a game that looks like this. Mm-hmm. Sadly, yeah. it's not a, a gifted platform for oh. 3D graphics. Oh, what? <laughs> so what you're saying is that it has nowhere to go but up. Graphically, yeah. there's a remake. Also, it's spelled R O N D E, but the written English below it spells it like assures you the pronunciation is apparently Rondo. Rondo. So, thanks for that, Atlas. <laughs> Probably because they were thinking of the French pronun- French word ronde. Hmm. Which but would they, match the spelling, and which in Katakana would be, look like Rondo. Yeah, but there's a long, there's an emphasis for a long O sound. It's very yeah, strange. Oh, yeah. well, I'll just, I'll just put the cover in there, and you can see what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Also, the furigana above the kanji also says Rondo, so. We've got three different spellings, which imply three slightly different pronunciations. Oh, yeah, the phonetics just say Rondo. The, However, the, the kanji, the matches, above the the kanji, kanji. Ma- matches the musical term Rondo. Yeah. It's, which it's, I have seen in other video game titles, too. So I'm thinking that they... I think they're basing the phonetic on the Japanese pronunciation, but they're using the French word... Yeah, which is not pronounced quite the same, but has the same meaning. Yeah, yeah. for the main top for the uh, Romanized title. Yeah. <sighs> okay, but yeah, uh, I can't think of any RPGs off the top of my head that spin off this well, so I'm not sure. I mean, we did just get uh, something like Dragon Quest Builders, but. Uh... I don't know, that feels like cheating somehow. <laughs> but, you know, it's a genre mashup of another RPG series that works really, really well. So. Yeah, I, I guess, but it's really just Minecraft, but not yeah, gross looking. You don't. Well, there's, there's, dra- there's Dragon Quest in it, but like, I guess there that's is, the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess that, that's, the, that's the key here with like Judgment, where it's like, even if you hadn't even if you didn't know it was... Even if you stripped out all of the iconography, it still <laughs> plays like Yakuza when you get into things like fighting. It's just that when you leave fighting, there's a lot of other different things that have been mixed into it. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, hard, like, it's hard to find something that's been as consistent in terms of mechanic, so... I mean, like, I'm trying to think of, like, games with consistent mechanics. Oh, Tales of. Well, all of the spin-offs of Tales of are exactly the same as the regular Tales of, except for ones like Summoner's Lineage. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we can come back to this if we can think of something. Sure. Uh, let's see. Eternal Youth has uh, some questions. These questions will channel old scarring memories and hatred, possibly. Okay. Which RPG okay. would you rate as the worst in a franchise? I realize there are quite a few major franchises, so pick two or three series for your games. 
Oh. Um, okay, let me start here. I might as well, I mean, since we've already had a chance to discuss Yokai Watch and Justice, let's go with one of my pet favorites, Metal Max. Um, and it would be either the very first game for being minimal to the point of having literally no plot and having horribly unbalanced combat outside of the tanks and having like no backgrounds in battle and lots of other random things or metal saga for being technically better than the first game, but worse than every other game in the series. I was really expecting Zeno. Xeno's third. That makes Yeah. Because, I mean, at least Xeno's got most of its combat down, right? Metal Saga charges money for abilities to be used in combat. Passively. Everything's Zeno, Gage. Yeah. So, I mean, literally, you start up a battle and one of your passive abilities kicks in to, like, boost a stat... That charges that costs you money in the end, and the way that the game is, um, the way it, oh, what's the right word here? Um, for when the the game um, changes the enemy strengths or um, changes your outcomes depending on how high in level <coughs> you are compared to the enemy. Basically, there um, towards the end, a lot of the battles will be costing you money because your autom- your passive abilities kicked in and you didn't make enough money off of destroying the enemies and you end up with a red uh, you ended up in the red on your after battle ledger oh, oh heavens well, yeah, and it I actually guess... says battle spoils minus 300 gold something like that <laughs> I guess I had the ideal experience with that game which was uh, starting it up and when your mom asks you just want to work on the freaking uh, garage for the rest of your life you say yes and mm-hmm. then the game is over. <laughs> yeah. uh, worst game in a franchise. Uh, Final Fantasy Type Zero? That feels like cheating because it's not a mainline game. Yep. But let's see, if we want to do with like a side game series, like... Um... Dragon Quest Heroes Slime, where I thought the third game in the series was very weak compared to the other two. Uh, poor Slime Mori Mori. Um, yeah, I guess we could try like side games, like uh, let's see. I feel like uh, one of the disadvantages here is that since the, due to the iterative nature of game design, a lot of times the answer is the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, I was thinking of, like, eh, series I have expertise in, well, Kingdom Hearts 1. Uh, uh, let's see. Well, I mean, occasionally you can find a game se- or series with a very awful sophomore effort. Chrono Cross. Ah, yeah. Harsh, but fair. (laughs) Name me another Chrono game. Oh, you can't. Uh, Um, Radical Dreamers. It's true, it's true, but that was was prior to to Chrono Cross, and Chrono Cross is like half remake of that. 
What a strange game. Mm -hmm. It's me, the dwarves. I'm here to commit genocide against all the fairies and explain to you why it's you, humans' fault, that I committed <laughs> genocide against all the fairies. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Yeah. Um, okay. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think I think we've each named one. We can uh, move on. Uh, and what are some RPGs or games in general you were so revolted by that you returned or sold instantly? Instantly wheels, no easy out here choosing Mugen Souls. Oh, come on. <laughs> hey, you I hated I plenty choose, of other games. I was going to choose um, Neptunia 2. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, granted, okay, anything from Compile Heart and Idea Factory, especially early games, is going to be easy pickings. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's some fish in a barrel. Uh, I don't remember how I ended up with a copy of this, but I had a brief... Uh, I had a copy of Trinity Universe at one point, and I hope no one remembers what that was. I do. I do, mainly because, hey, it's got, it had some good Atelier cameos in it. Yeah, but, boy, was it garbage. I also, uh, also wrote articles on it a bit, so, yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I, Hey, I never actually played it. I just <laughs> did news reporting. Fair. Because, <laughs> you know, that's kind of the thing I was supposed to be doing at the time, yes. Yeah. Funny how that works. Uh, let's see. Z uh, Metal, Metal Mac Zeno. Got rid of that pretty quick. Oh, I, I, kept it, I kept it just because, hey, I am a collector on certain series, so I might as well hold on to it. Yeah. Okay, are we still on? Yeah, let's yeah, see. Lastly, on. is there a oh. RPG that you knew was terrible, but you kept playing to end... Two and out of stubbornness to justify money spent or perverse amusement at the terribleness. Disgaea 5. I, I don't throw time at these. The only time I've ever done this was not for a game that is terrible, but a game that I hated. And it was specifically to wipe out, like, because it was a game that I was nostalgic for, but did not enjoy upon replay. And I wanted to wipe out any desire to ever play it again. <laughs> like, I wanted to make sure that if I ever thought about playing it again, all I would think was, no, I hated that last time. I don't want to play that again. <laughs> I mean, I, like, three years ago, no, I actually went through a phase where I tried one different game out of my backlog a day and just decided whether or not to keep them. Did not keep most of them. It's still it's still chronicled on the old website's forums. So I guess the I can't, even though I held on to some of these games for quite a long time before I even tried them. Um, I don't, most of the really bad games I've gotten, I got for um, an incredibly steep discount from the used game store, so I just, yeah. Sometimes I, sometimes I finished them, a lot of times I didn't, and I haven't really finished that many bad ones in the last three years. 
Batman because I haven't started that many bad ones in the last three years. <laughs> That's healthy. That's it's better this At way. Least, at least not for consoles. But yeah, I like this question is one of those situations where like I occasionally see people that are like keep playing something that they hate. And it's like, well, I gotta get my money's worth. And it's like, no, you're just wasting your time now instead of just having wasted your money. Yeah. Like, if you're not having fun, the the time to stop is now. <laughs> oh, not... you, you should have gotten into conversations with Jimmy Sen years ago <coughs> when he was trying to review everything under the sun. Ooh. It was just kind of crazy at times. Yeah, I, I respect that urge, but... Ugh. Yeah, when you've got, like, literally 300-something game reviews on the old site. I mean, that's uh, that's that's the point where you start reviewing Record of Agarest War and start contemplating the knife. <laughs> you did. I know. Both. <laughs> you mean all three? There's three of them. I don't know if he ever made it past the first. There's there's a, there's one, there's zero, there's two. There might be a PSP like reworking of one of them as well. I'm sure there is. They are all exactly as bad as each other and exactly as generic as each other. Mm-hmm. Secretly the same game. How did they get to three of these? How oh, with that? No, 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 no. Is that okay, counting? A- is that counting Agris for zero, or is there an actual three? No, that's counting zero. Okay. Because realistically, no one cared enough about the timeline to feel like they needed a prequel game. <laughs> so. This is what Red Entertainment became. This is the, this is the tragedy of all life. But yeah. Uh, usually if I'm just miserable with a game, I just quit it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, another one. Yeah. I'm trying to remember some that made me really miserable. Uh, Pal Shinken Densetsu. I feel like you've mentioned that, but the name is not spurring up a recollection of a description. I mean, on the face of it, it's a cute game. It's got some nice graphics. It's got a bizarre gallery of antagonists. Quite hilarious. For all the ten seconds that most of them appear. Which is half the problem of the game, in fact, is that all the really interesting characters don't really do much before you kill them. Um, And then you have the last, let's say, 10% of the game where it is just one character going up against heaven, literally. um, With about eight different boss battles in a ten-hour span. And... You, ha- you are no longer able to actually level up your magics. You have to rely on very specific um, casting patterns and strategies in order to survive some of the boss battles. And the final boss has uh, um, roughly 10 gajillion hit points. Um, so when I got to him, I was at level 55 and, the, and having trouble. And the helpful video I found on Niko Niko Dogu doga for um this game when that guy was at the final boss he was at level 75 and it took him 45 minutes Mm. doing the exact same thing i was doing (laughs) 
So I'm so I just wrote to Max and said, "Okay, here's the situation. Here's the boss. Here is why I'm about to to break this <laughs> CD. Uh, I think this qualifies as me being allowed to review it despite not technically having finished it." <laughs> And, and this is why actually, the game is. Since I actually got to the final boss, that's actually well within my the my rights to actually review it at that point. It's usually when you've only gotten like two thirds of the way through the game, then you want to kill yourself that you have to get special permission not to finish it for a review. It happened a different time. So yeah. <laughs> Oh man, this apropos of absolutely nothing, but I'm not sure if this ever got passed on to Gaijin. You know about the PC Engine Mini? No, but I'm not surprised it exists. <laughs> they held a fan poll for games to put on it, and they uh -huh. haven't announced what influence that had yet. This but should be fun. One of the top games on there was Linda Cube. <laughs> Not surprised, and I would love it if Alpha System remade that game, and I would love it if they did it with the Sega Saturn version. Yeah, that's the real, uh, the most definitive as of this point. Well, it's the only one with the fourth scenario. Yeah. So, which but I'm yeah, very it's... curious to see what happens there. I just um, thought I would bring that up, being as you're the official Linda Cube super fan. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why anybody would want the PC Engine version, because the... PlayStation version was exactly the same, but with better graphics. Specifically because it was for the PC Engine Mini, so it had to be PC Engine games. Yeah. Uh, it might end up on the PC Engine Mini, which already has 50 <laughs> announced games. So, Good times. But, uh, uh, let's see. Um... I guess we'll hit the next part of the question. Uh, this is another one from Eternal Youth. On the topic of Fire Emblem, do you guys feel an online PvP mode would be a good addition to this game or genre? I'm surprised such modes have only existed primarily in mobile strategy RPGs. I think it'd be an incredibly fun mode for console strategy RPGs that removes the sour gacha mechanics of rolling for characters. Do you feel such a mode would compromise the skill and character balancing of the main story? Most strategy RPGs that people care about on consoles are not balanced in such a way like they're not balanced for player classes to clash with player classes <laughs> um i mean i've played a couple that would be good for multiplayer because i think they were designed with multiplayer in mind but that's also why i absolutely hated them for their campaign mode because it was ridiculous uh tales of the world summoner's lineage comes to mind <laughs> That, that had a very good versus mode and an absolutely hair-rending campaign. This does remind me of the... Yeah, okay. with some very good zingers at times, but if I was translating them correctly, but um, still. Yeah, when they were, whenever they were designing story battles for that game, they were not actually thinking single-player mode. This does remind me of the last uh, game where someone promised a single-player and multiplayer strategy RPG in the F of Tactics vein, and uh, that game is definitely still not out, and also 
during its development before it rebooted, there was a period where the multiplayer just ate the single player entirely. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know, it was the Kickstarter game Unsung Story, which was uh, never brutally, saw. Mis- brutally mishandled by its original developers. The current developers, at least, are clearly trying, so I respect that. But it was a case where the you know, they uh, ultimately the original developers were very much like when you're making this kind of game, you end up having to concern yourself with what are you balancing for primarily? What is the main mode and what is the secondary mode? And mm-hmm. when the original developers were working on it, Unsung Stories, the decision they made was the multiplayer mode is primary. The single player mode is the bonus mode. And that produces a really bad, unsatisfying single player campaign. <laughs> Or no single-player campaign at all, as it was shaping up to be before they swapped developers, and the new developers were like, nah, it's, let's just make a single-player game first. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Had, had a... Uh, oh, mentioned the, the uh, run through the backlog three years ago uh, to keep her toss, and one of the games that got tossed was a strategy RPG that, I mean, it wouldn't have been too bad, except, I mean... The, the main strategies for it was based around grabbing uh, like castles and towns on the map and using the mana um, harvested from those to um, summon <coughs> new monsters, which sounds good until you realize that the very first map of the game is ten times larger than it needs to be. <laughs> and the enemy AI does not actually attempt to claim any properties. And you, the game really needs some specific player AI settings of its own so you don't have to micromanage 40 different units by the end of the battle. Per round. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, like, I understand the appeal of making a multiplayer strategy RPG because at that point you're basically playing chess with stats, but... Mm -hmm. I mean, part of what keeps chess balanced is that it doesn't have stats. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really do the interesting part of character advancement and keep, like, symmetry between players, so you end up with this thing that's like, here's chess, but with more dice rolls. Also, yeah. sometimes your uh, your queen just gets demolished by all of your opponent's pawns. Either that or you end up with Warcraft. Yeah, like you end up with, oh, we'll make a real time game, and then like you build up the army all, and then like oh, it's a different genre entirely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, split the difference, get ogre battle. Come to ogre battle, fine. But yeah, I don't think there's any ogre battle with multiplayer, but I admit I've never checked. <laughs> um, well. Technically, some of the tactical games, like Knight of Lotus, had a play, um, had a versus battle that you could use for training. Or if you were just kind of, you knew that you'd have to be out doing something, you could just set your Game Boy up so that you'd, eight of your characters would be fighting eight of your other characters, and you could just set it to everyone computer-controlled and just go leave it for an hour. And that might not be long enough if you put decent healers on both sides. Sounds exciting. <laughs> but hey, um, you could go do other stuff and you'd come back and your characters would all be like three levels higher. And then your chaos frame would sink into the ground. Oh no, this that game didn't actually have much chaos. Actually, it was 
chaos was and law were not i mean it wasn't very tricky to change the alignments around on that one yeah i just really love the phrase chaos frame mm-hmm. like the idea of like like you have what amounts to a morality system but you don't go with that na- label you go with chaos frame incredible mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like this is one of those situations, those mechanical concepts that like you can understand why you would pursue it, but I feel like it gets really bogged down in logistics really fast. Uh, so like, you know, you get these, like, yeah, like I feel like Mm -hmm. there's probably an audience for this, but I don't think I've ever seen a developer pull it off. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, let's let's hit one that we can all have a quick uh, opinion on. This is from Budai. What's your favorite Final Fantasy spinoff? Hmm. Not Type Zero. <laughs> that is the opposite of what he was asking. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just like to throw those jabs in on occasion. No, trust me, I understand. I agree. Um, uh, hmm... Mystic Quest. It's a good one. Um, Mystic Quest had its good points. Yeah, no, I actually really like Mystic Quest. It's not my favorite, but it's also one I have a lot of nostalgic connection with. So, uh, um, it also has a really I mean, good <laughs> I mean, would Final Fantasy Legend three count? Just because it's not actually a spinoff of Final Fantasy, they just named it that. Sure. Trust your heart. Yeah. Um. Or, I didn't like Final Fantasy Tactics A2. At all. Mm-hmm. So I, I, didn't like the way that, I, I didn't like the way that they changed the, the law system. Um, I didn't like the way they handled some of the quests. I got bored with the story. I can't yeah. believe we immediately went into our least favorite spinoff <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. Favorites, favorites. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Oh, I got distracted with wheels there. I'm sorry. Okay. I screwed you oh, up. Sorry. Um, favorite, favorite, favorite. There's a lot of these. They have done so many. <laughs> okay. I mean, Rocket Slime from Dragon Quest. Yeah. That one's just. That yeah. one's just awesomely fun. I mean, it's like uh, like the first two games in the series are objectively awesome little games. The third one could have been, but they dropped the ball a few times too many. They dropped the slime. <laughs> yes, they dropped the ball on the slime, and it was a heavy spiked ball, you know. Splat, splat, splat. That's an issue. Dropped, dropped two gold, dropped one, one EXP. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, Wheels, did you name one? Did you name one you actually like? Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking. Thinking. Can't believe Wheels' favorite is Final Fantasy Explorers. <laughs> you monster, why would you say that? <laughs> why would you say because that? you're not saying anything, so we get uh, to put the words in your mouth. Think, 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 think. Think, 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 think. We host his favorite Final Fantasy spinoff, Winnie the Pooh. <coughs> and Tigger, too. 
Winnie the Pooh and Sora, too. Uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Uh, that makes sense. The Crystal Bears. Uh, we, we knew that <laughs> nope, one was coming. The original, actually. Okay. Well, we'll play the remaster together later. <laughs> Looking forward to that. It's going to be That'll on be everything. Good. Yeah. On my phone. I won't be playing it on my phone. <laughs> that sounds miserable. But I'll play it on Switch with you. Sweet. But yeah, there's there's a favorite FF spinoff. Um, oh, what what am I saying here? Final Fantasy Tactics. Would yeah, I kind of let Tactics answer. live alone by yeah. itself because it's yeah. too powerful. Yeah, it's true. All right, well, like that's that's an easy answer. So I'll I'll stay with Crystal Chronicles then. It needs the love more. Yeah, like we're we're just putting <laughs> Tactics off by itself because it's that good. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh. Victor asks, uh, while I agree that Dragon Quest V is too good to skip, why not skip Dragon Quest Three and play Dragon Quest Nine instead? Dragon Quest Nine is essentially an improved version of Three. Three uh, is more iconic. There's a lot more references to it. Uh, and, and they're not really the same, aside from having a strong job system? They're, they're structurally not as... Dis- they're structurally more similar than a lot of games in the series, but at the same time, they're still very different games. Yeah. Plus, I mean, Dragon Quest Three has the distinction of being very much a culmination of its trilogy, yeah. while being a prequel to the previous two games, and including the entirety of the first two games' game worlds. Big fan of the, uh, I think it's the original English version, I'm sure the Japanese version says something similar, but if you try to enter Erdrick as your name in the original, it just says, no, give me your real name. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Very nice. But, but yeah, it's, it's one of those, like, yeah, I can see, but, like, there's also just other things about it. Like, even if they were more similar, my response would be, like, I'd probably take three just because it's not so dang long. <laughs> there's only so much I can take. Uh, but, I mean, Nine did have a lot of fun stuff, too. Oh, it does. It's just, like... And, I mean, and it had the never-ending treasure hunt dungeons. Yeah, just the, going. the grottos, which I believe someone just found a way to spoof onto your uh, Dragon Quest Nine cartridge via some modem frippery. Huh. Meaning that you don't actually need to have... Huh? Sky can just die. Um, it sounds like it. Maybe... Possibly, I'm not sure. I'm misguiding. People love superheroes. Oh, sail away, let fly away together in land. Continue on to the next question. Sure. Uh, this was another from Victor. From what I've seen, Tokyo Xanadu attempts to be Persona the Action RPG. Why hasn't Tokyo Xanadu been more popular among Persona fans? Uh, brand recognition, it's not quite a good enough action RPG to match up with the strengths of Persona as an action RPG. Uh, character writing, just a lot of little things. Yeah. There's a lot of X factor when you're talking about something like Persona. Because, I mean, there's a lot of things that try to be Persona. There's a lot. It's an entire <laughs> subgenre at this point. And, like, even Persona wannabes from 
writers of old Persona games, Cough, Caligula, Overdose, uh, don't end up going that great. So, yeah. A lot of X Factor. A lot of X Factor. But yeah, like, I, I keep meaning to play Tokyo Xanadu, but then I remember, oh, I'd have to play it on Vita or PS4, and that's, I don't have time for that. Uh, okay. I was, just asking, I was just asking if you guys were being quiet or freaking <laughs> out again in the silly chunk. Yeah, you you very specifically cut off for us. So it was like, oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you were in the middle of saying you don't have to... For DQ9 uh, spoofing the... I mean... Uh, which is weird because for me the conversation went well into Tokyo Xanadu. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, yeah for us so to I'm cut like, off I'm not right so, halfway through okay. that. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. Strange. But yeah, did you have opinions on this or No, I mean I played the demo at TGS years ago, but I was like, okay, it's just like okay, it's a game. Nah. Didn't have the push, didn't have the groundswell, didn't have quite the right zing to it. Didn't, yeah. ha- didn't have the touch, didn't have didn't the have feeling. Didn't have the power. Yeah. You got the heart, you got the motion. Um, let's see. Uh, Budai asks, what is the darkest Final Fantasy thematically? I'm banning Type Zero right now because it starts with a turbo getting its head cut off. <laughs> oh, that f- fucking game. <laughs> I got a lot of demons to exercise. Um, they all kind Final of Final Fantasy hit. Thirteen. Well, mostly because everyone dies. Uh. Well, I mean, because when you look at it, you, your entire cast, including a lot of the antagonists, are all enslaved to semi-divine mm. beings from beyond our kin. Who, if you do the job right, turn you into permanent crystal fixtures of their castle, and if you do things wrong, turn you into a grotesque monstrosity. So there's really no win in the situation. Yeah, and then at the end, uh, you like your job is to blow up a planet, so... Yeah, and then <laughs> bad things happen, and they spawn a terrible sequel, so... Yeah. Very so, yeah, I mean, like I'm not sure if spawn is quite the right word, because it seems more like that they attempted to graft two different game concepts onto the same world. Kinda. So it's more like they Frankensteined it together. They didn't really spawn anything because that they implies an actual genetic lineage. They congealed. Fifteen's uh, kind of dark. There's like the thing is that the issue here is that they're always dark in a very specific, like you know, the kind of thing that you can sell to a fourteen-year-old. And they'll think you know it'll sound dark to them, and then you'll play it as an adult, and it's like yeah, it's you know sad but i mean there's only so much that they can give thematic weight to a lot of these so they kind of congeal together after a while (laughs) i mean there's a lot that uh i think uh to go back to one of my uh personal bugbears uh seven has a lot of darkness just in that the beginning is you uh committing an act of environmentalist terrorism and then uh later in the game you get called out on like you you blew out power to a ton of hospitals. People died because of you. A lot of people died because of you. And like, not the, even just 
Oh. And then the evil corporate empire literally drops the ceiling on an entire slum. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not even just that the, uh, it's not even just that the evil corporate empire responded. It's like someone calling you out that, like, your actions in specific, even if they had done nothing, killed tons of people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, I, I would say that that is, like, that kind of, like, non-specific uh, destruction is about as dark as Final Fantasy can get thematically, and yeah. that's fine, but. I would say that, like, 13 and 7 uh, and 15 probably get about as dark as they get. 15 kind of goes more for personal tragedy, but... uh, Still. still. Yeah, but uh, that's a different approach to thematically dark than uh, global uh, global tragedy. So... uh, Let's see... Budai also asks, and I think only me and Wheels will have played this, but Lost Odyssey feelings, good and bad uh, uh, about the game. Uh, Do you need another Final Fantasy in the sort of 9 and 10 mold? Because it's right there. (laughs) Yep. Uh, I liked it quite a lot. Um, It's good. Yeah, it's 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 way better than Blue Dragon. Yep. Um... (coughs) I always joked that it was my Final Fantasy XI. Yeah. Did not care for Final Fantasy XI. It's lots in there just fine. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, my my biggest gripe with it would be things that were pretty common of the generation. The color palette's super, super muted. Um, But otherwise, I mean, like, it's it's a good Final Fantasy-style, like, very Final Fantasy-flavored sort of game. It's got a lot of... uh, calls to something like Final Fantasy 4 uh, and 9 in terms of party composition but a more modern style in ter- uh, more modern for the time style in terms of emotional uh, set pieces I guess so. and the uh, thousand years sequences are interesting if not always if, if, even if not all of them are interesting uh, <laughs> And the the concept of how regular like normal characters grow versus immortal characters grow is an interesting thematic. And not, well, it's a thematic wrinkle, but it's also a mechanical wrinkle. So yeah, no, recommended if you got the an Xbox 360 or Xbox One. If you have an Xbox One, I believe it was at one point free for about ten minutes there. It was, uh, yeah, but it may only be like ten bucks now, and uh, it's not. It's not expensive, so... My last thought on Lost Odyssey is that the uh, way that it was packaged in the U.S. sucked really bad. Oh, yeah. Oh, Which was three discs stacked on top of each other and a fourth disc in a paper slipcase nestled in front of the manual. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. Uh, Real bad. The nice thing, if you are playing backwards compatibility and happen to have the old discs, you only need disc one. It'll just, it's just going to download the thing from Xbox live after getting a proof that you have the game at all. Yep. Much better, much better. But yeah, I believe that was like there, there was, that was a milestone in terms of how many Xbox 360 games were compatible on Xbox one, which is why it was free for a period. (laughs) 
But yeah, recommended. Good game. Um. Uh, okay, next question. This last question seems like dangerous water that I'm not ready to tread. <laughs> oh, ahead. what is it? Read it up. Are there any so-called big names in gaming, be it producer, designer, or musician, you think is overrated? Yes. Eh. We also got something to say. Uh, well, he, you may know him for his recent work, Mighty Number no. Nine. Oh heavens! Um, well, there's the producer for you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> not sure why people didn't see that coming because hey about half of the Mega Man games are not very good hey you don't know what level 5 concept will be doing <laughs> probably nothing particularly good the level 5 concept what are they currently they are working on something called dragons and colonies for mobile phones Anything with the dragons and an ampersand is something to avoid. Probably fair. I know nothing about it, but it doesn't sound promising. It sounds very generic. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, Inafune is one of those ones where, like, a cult of personality built around someone that, by all appearances, probably wasn't doing a lot of game design. Like, producer is one of those roles that seems to have a different meaning from company to company. But also, he's just credited on too many Mega Man games to be doing a lot on them. Yeah. Like, he's producer on basically all of them before 11, and there's just so many of them. It would not be possible for one person to have done a significant portion on all of them. <laughs> so it becomes like a case of, like, he was the guy who was making sure Mega Man games, get, uh, games kept getting made? But... I mean, otherwise, that's that's not really a tie that binds in terms of like game design. But like yeah. you can see, you can see differences of what producer means because I mean, like you also the just released Bloodstained had Ega as producer, and it's definitely got his fingerprints all over it, <laughs> up to and including himself as a boss. But that one's more of a good joke. But. Yeah, uh, there's not a lot of these that are where I would like... Like, I could rattle off a list of them where it's like, why? And But, like, it's also usually from games where I don't get the fundamental appeal very well, so it's like... I don't know, I'll, I'll just rattle off something that's like, this isn't an RPG, but it's like what I'm thinking of when I think about it. Like, I think whoever does character designs for Blizzard kind of sucks. <laughs> Mr. Pauldron Man, but... At the same time, like, it's obvious I'm not the target audience, so... You're saying eh. words, and all I hear is filthy lies coming out. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying that all Blizzard character designs <laughs> are boring and suck real bad. <sighs> I'm sorry, Wheels. I didn't realize that your, that your grandfather was a pauldron. <clears throat> You're a monster of the highest caliber. Uh, yeah, but continue, please continue. No, no, I don't like. That's the thing. I don't have a stronger argument other than because I don't play a lot of Blizzard games. So all yeah, I see is like yeah. the character art. It's just like, oh, this is all of this is the same. You are all the same character. Every single one of you. 
can't, uh, can't actually argue with that too much, but I will anyway. <laughs> to be fair, if you like that one character, that's fine. I mean, I'm not going to cast stones too hard because I like a lot of Akira Toriyama things and all of his are the same character, but I like that <laughs> character, so it's fine. <laughs> so, what you going to do? But yeah, I don't... I don't want to dwell on this subject too much. I'd much rather point out people in the industry that I think are underrated. <laughs> so, should you know. we uh, should we take a look at the Discord? Yeah, we should get at least the a massive pile of the Discord. Yeah, did you have a particular one you wanted to pull out, or? Uh, I don't even remember which one of these we actually got to. Anything that is after July 16th, we have not gotten to. Uh, no, there's some before that. July uh, 15th, July... Like, anything... Okay, here's uh, from Kataka. I don't think we did these. We did not. Uh, what would be your perfect RPG? Please describe the combat, story, flow, playtime, etc. I think I would just point at some of the things that feel like they were made for me, like Judgment, and just say that. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot that would go into this pitch. I would have to actually sit down and think about this for a while. Uh, I mean, my pitch is. I would like. Wheels. <laughs> I would like a game. I would like a Fire Emblem game, and this is not necessarily my true perfect RPG, but this is just one I thought about and discussed in the past. I would like a game with like Fire Emblem Awakening, with that time travel story that did more with the time travel. What I mean is this: so uh, if. You're one of the few people unaware what Fire Emblem Awakening did is... Uh, well, I'm not aware because I haven't played any of those games since the Game Boy Advance, but okay, sure, okay. keep going. So the whole shtick is uh, characters from the future come back to try and save the past from impending... Do- or save the future from impending doom. Your typical, mm-hmm. typical time travel stuff, right? Um and what this game really did with that concept was, hey, now you can pair up your favorite characters and they'll have, they'll have babies who will come back in time and and be your new the new characters in your army. Truly the Mario and Luigi partners in time. Which is a ridiculous but fun concept that I quite enjoy. I enjoyed. can't believe that you didn't just like to just degenerate into histrionics uh, after I made that joke. <laughs> Trying, trying to move on, or I'm going to lose lose my point. Uh, the problem with the game is these children of the future that come back and see and help out aren't like, you know, maybe like procedurally generated characters of some sort that get like different character traits based on what two characters match up or whatever or anything of that sort. It's a bunch of predefined characters and their hair color changes based on their who their parents are. I'll grant you this. Pro- I think it's the mom's child and the dad's hair color or something. Yeah, something like that. And I grant you there's probably some additional dialogue trees and whatnot that have to happen uh, They, they very that. rarely acknowledge their direct lineage, which right. is a problem. So... 
I, I l really enjoy a time travel concept like this. I just want more stuff like that and maybe even do a lot of cool things like, okay, a character from the future comes back and you don't know who their parents are and maybe they don't know who their parents are because, you know, things in the future and maybe you can accidentally not pair up the Are right characters and they disappear. I'm talking about doing all sorts of time shenanigans in that sort of vein. Like, there, there's so many cool things. Trunks. What's that? Yes, that is, that's the Dragon Ball character, yeah. Trunks. Yeah. But do cool things, do all sorts of neat things instead of just, oh, now we have an excuse to make this dating, the dating simulation part of this part of this game really spicy or I, I don't know I feel like that puts it into a territory where you have to devote a lot of budget to the to a lot of dialogue that you might not see so sure. probably well, shrinks the overall game time but that could also be interesting in a time travel yeah. thing because yeah, I, well, I've always I mean... enjoyed games that are like you know short but have a lot of different paths Yeah, I mean this is pie in the sky anyway so this is like a cool yeah, game that I love. Yes, do do time travel and with all sorts of crazy nonsense. Not necessarily. It could still be like a a linear RPG, like with you know, like Awakening obviously is, but just like the side things can change drastically based on what you do, what characters you get in the relationships, <clears throat> stuff like that. It'd be there's. It, there's not a lot of games that meaningfully explore cause and effect time travel. Right. <coughs> so, that'd be nice. So, crazy independent mm -hmm. developer out there, make this game for me. Thank you. Appreciate it. I feel like this... Yes, uh, this... two decades of your life trying to model a system like this that actually functions well enough that it works and will not be criticized to death within 10 seconds of launch. <laughs> I'm just thinking about a Kickstarter game that I saw like years and years ago, which is not the same, but it was an interesting idea that I haven't. Uh... No, apparently this came out at some stage. This was a this was a like RPG where every so often, like not every so often, but like the entire it, the game would randomly kill off certain folks in the town that you're fighting that you're solving puzzles and RPGing in, and you would have to. Like, you, you were trying to stop the thing that was killing everyone, but, like, I mean, you know, every day someone would randomly die. <laughs> and, you know, they had, like, 20 or so predefined villagers. It was interesting. I'll have to check out whether it turned out okay. Uh, yeah. Um, did you have one, Gaijin? Or? Mm. What was the exact topic again? A perfect RPG. Like, just some idea that no one's done that you would want to see uh, done and how you would want it done. How much time do we have? <laughs> how much time do you have? <laughs> Not enough either way. Uh, Fair enough. Um, Give us the short version, if that's possible. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, we could go the, the whole fully interactive story your choices have extremely divergent 
results and the story and everything. But then what you basically need is a holodeck from Star Trek and maybe five quantum computers behind it. Um, but... Uh, I know, I'm, I've plotted out ideas for things. I've, I know I've got an outline for a Saga game somewhere and a Metal Max game somewhere else. and Just uh, something with a decent story, some split-off points that actually make a difference two or three times through. Um, interesting bosses, good music. So, I mean, it's never going to reach perfection. We just have to have fun with it. Yeah. So... Uh, okay. Let's see. Do we want to hit another one or? Uh, do, 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 do one more. Uh, sure. I mean, it's not like we'll be digging back through these as time goes by, so don't worry if yours did not get picked. You <laughs> <laughs> have one in mind, or? Scrolling, hold on. Hold, please. No. <laughs> you have no idea how tempted I was to not just click the disconnect button. I'm not even sure if you're building towards anything at this point. No. Now, do you think RPGs like Destiny 1 and 2, Division 1 and 2, WoW, and FF11, etc., 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 online thingies will still be playable in 5 to 10 years? How pissed would you be if a game you bought was basically reduced to a $60 paperweight with no resale value? How pissed would you be if you're... Oh, I'm sorry. I This is all part of a whole big question, which is just the move towards online-only stuff, etc., etc., why do you think I'm not buying a Stadia? <laughs> so why do you think I've got so much of a backlog in physical media? <laughs> um, so I'd like to hear a thoughtful com commentary on the industry as a whole as it moves towards online-only and digital-only offerings. Well, let's maybe s slow down the phone a bit on that. <laughs> I don't think we're quite there yet certainly obviously the industry wants to do it certainly do obviously phil harrison history. History. obviously uh, phil harrison runs his mouth off and says something stupid about it every 10 minutes yes uh <laughs> we're not we're not there yet uh the new consoles all have physical media um I mean, we're there on PC, and, you know, that's not exactly uh, the best experience. That's probably what led to a place like GOG existing, where you can get uh, DRM-free stuff. So you could, hey, make your own physical media with it. Uh, but, yeah, um, 
I think where this will probably come to a, a head is like the first big console that had lots of uh, digital stuff losing access to said storefront. Um, I don't think we're close to any of that happening yet. I mean, it happened with the Wii, but I don't think there was any like crazy outcry about that happening. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't we, I mean, we've got multiple multiple uh, things like limited run producing physical media. We've got in, indie games getting physical runs not from limited run but in major retailers so what was the thing now i'm just thinking about things that like i saw oh yeah this is this was weird this isn't an indie game but why on earth is there a physical release of tetris 99 is there yeah i saw like a box art for it that says comes with like 12 free months of freaking <laughs> Nintendo Switch Online. It's like there's no game if it's not online. <laughs> I, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm very confused. I'm very curious as to what could be in that. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. I, don't know. I just found a Polygon article. There is a Tetris 99 physical release. Okay, that's weird. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't I mean, you can go into major retailers and buy a freaking brand new vinyl record, like physical People media. People are obsessed with physical. Yeah. Yes, this is not a thing. There's there's a market for physical media, and I don't see that exactly completely disappearing. It's already lessened. It'll probably go that way a bit more, but. Um, yeah, I, there doesn't seem to be a point in the immediate future where we're going to be digital only, is what I'm trying to say, and rambling like crazy. <clears throat> and that's, only, that's really only part of this question, too, because for things like Destiny and WoW and stuff like that, it's, that's a whole different boat, because that's the question about online-only games, which... And even if you could keep those games playing, are they the same game without their community? Yeah. And the answer so. is probably not. So. Yeah. No, not at all. Playing a dead MMO is like uh, wandering a post-apocalyptic Earth. Yep. Don't want to do that. Uh, it's depressing and weird. But, huh. Long story short, you've painted a bleak pic. pic picture which i don't think actually accurately paints the immediate future so there you go yeah with and also the uh general problem of internet infrastructure not actually getting any better because it's much cheaper to just you know make current internet infrastructure more and more expensive so yeah. and data caps yay yay for data caps I didn't need that data anyway. <laughs> All right. <sighs> Do any more? Or is that enough? Okay, well. Okay, wheels. Different question. Been doing any reading recently? <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I 
have not, though I will be soon. Do you want me to just like text you at opportune times to say you should be reading? Uh, probably not going to help. <laughs> but will it though? <laughs> but fair um, enough. Yeah. And now will be a bit of car travel this weekend where I'll probably not be driving, so I will be bringing a book along with me. And then we also played something on his Switch for three hours. No, my Switch does not travel, my friend. I'm too wow. pa- paranoid about losing or damaging that thing. So Wheels is the audience for the Switch line. I guess. <laughs> but it's going to... just have two. It's going to kind of depend on if they let me like transfer saves and stuff. So uh, I'm deeply concerned about you, my friend. TBD. TBD. God. Yes, <sighs> I have a copy of a wonderful book called The Princesses of the Pizza Parlor, which has a nicer cover than my original copy of it. So, highly recommend people check that out on Amazon. It is available for not too much. And it's a great book to bring on your travels, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And you can get it on your Kindle, too, right? Well, um, the individual episodes are on Kindle. So. Mm. I, I, I did something weird with the ebooks. Don't worry. <laughs> but can I get an audiobook? Not yet, no. Okay. So here's a question for you. Who would be your dream person to do the audio version of your book? Honestly, I have no idea. (laughs) Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm not not even going to think about that. (laughs) As you do. Alright, we got anything else for this week? I think we should probably call it quits for the time being. Okay. Oh, excuse me. Okay. Uh, questions, normal place. Discord, leave us more questions in the Discord. It's great there. We'll definitely uh, get to more of them in time, but also the comment section is fine. Yeah. Um... No one emails anymore, me anymore, so that's fine. I'm just going to start sending you mean emails. You can tweet me at AskWheels. That'll be great. Maybe. Possibly. <laughs> no, it's terrible. I only, I only tweet terrible GIFs and bad puns. I've noticed. So. I know, I know. Your brand is strong. Tweet me at your own risk. No, which you'll be getting back. All right, that's it. We'll see you guys next week. See you, Space Cowboy. See ya.